Welcome to the Diamond Mind Podcast with Nate Laney, where we listen to all 92 Diamond albums, certified by Billboard. Today's album is... Devil Without a Cause by Kid Rock. And it was a journey, so go ahead and tell them the details on that, Laney. This album was released on August 18th, 1998, even though the Billboard list says 1999. That's wrong. It went 11 times platinum, 14 songs, a whopping hour and 11 minutes. And... 12 minutes of that is a singular song, but we'll get into that later. Um, before anything, shout outs to our social medias Twitter, TDM Pod, TDM POD. It's up there um, if you're a visual watcher on YouTube. Uh, our Instagram, The Diamond Mind Podcast. Find us on Instagram. Uh, we just posted a funny video of MC Hammer on our story. Was it MC Hammer? Yeah. Um, and if you're an audio listener and you want to see our face cam and stuff, uh, our YouTube is The Diamond Mine. Just look up The Diamond Mine, sort by channel, and you can find us and you'll look and find our logo and that'll be our profile picture. Or you can just look up The Diamond Mine Shania Twain or The Diamond Mine Kenny G. All circles back. Um, anyways, do we have anything else to say before we get into this? No, I'm doing math in my head though real quick. Uh, okay, done. That's fast. Okay. It's 1.16 in the morning. Oh, yeah. This so, is this has to be the latest podcast we've done. It is. Um, yes. Anyways, this first song is Balwitdaba. Balwitdaba. B A W I T. I'll just wait. D A B A. I'll just let wait, Kid Rock say. Wait, no. What if we get car- copyrighted? It again? won't because it'll be just literally a second. All I have to do is click the lyric. No, because it starts All off with, long. like, the... That's, no, I'm going to skip that. Oh. All Summer Long, that's his famous one. Cowboy. Sorry, we were talking about earlier, we were like, what is Kid Rock... Like, what is his big song? I Okay, I know the album Cocky. Yes, I've seen that album cover before. I've never seen this album cover. Oh, ignore. Uh-huh. Okay, let's see how he says it. Ball with the ball. So, um. <laughs> we might have to cut Yeah, we might have that. to trim that a little bit. Um. Ball with the ball. It starts off with, like, this, like. What is that called? Just, like, feedback, I guess, from the guitar amp. And, uh, we both thought it was the Jellyfish Rock anthem. Dun, dun, dun. Um, this is wild. Like, this sets the tone for the whole entire album. And this is just. A wild mashup of what was the three things it's mashed okay, up? Okay, it says it has elements of hip hop, metal, and country. Uh huh. For this song specifically, I did not hear the country in this song. I don't think I did either. Hip hop and metal, sure, whatever. There's a couple that kind of go towards the countryside, but yeah, not this song. Not this song. Um, but then you also said it reminded you of Limp Biscuit, and it yes. reminded me of the Beastie Boys. Very decently similar. You, you good? Yeah. Um, sorry, you freaked me out for a second. Uh, the chorus is literally just gibberish. He's just, it's just like Aww. syllables. Um, I honestly didn't know what to say at first. It's like he just tripped and fell on a keyboard as he was like writing the song, and that's how he came up with the chorus. Um, genius, it's pure genius. And this song, well, the album in general. Is literally just so absurd from the beginning note to the very end that it is funny. Like <laughs> you good over there? Yeah, I had like an internal burp, but I held that one back. Um, yeah, it's just so absurd, and this song is not an exception to that. I said it was a fever dream. That that is a valid uh, comparison. Also, I think the music video for this was on MTV. Mm-hmm. So, that's fun. Um, also, during the song, pretty sure my mouth went numb because I really just didn't know how to ex- experience. It was a gape. It was a gape. 140. Word. Um, where was I at? Uh, but it kind of goes hard. But if I was on crack, which Kid Rock talks about a lot on this album, uh-huh. it would go a lot harder. Um, and you can really heal. Okay. 
it in the description it says two songs that he took samples from or whatever. But the one that I really heard was the Sugar Hill Gang's Rapper's Delight. Mm-hmm. You can... Uh, it's... Well, how does that one go again? Um, 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 um. I was singing it. A hip, a hop. A hooper to the hoop to the hip hop. You don't stop. hmm Yeah. That's all I had. There's not a lot to say about this song. It's just mm-hmm. weird. This next song, though, quite the change of pace. Cowboy. Mm-hmm. Um... And it starts off with, like, Robo Mr. Krabs. I'm, we've already made two Spongebob references with, like, Robo Mr. Krabs. We made a lot. Saying cowboy. And, uh... No, oh. I thought it was Spongebob Robot at the Chum Bucket. I was thinking more like Robo Mr. Krabs, <laughs> like, ravioli, ravioli, give me the formulae. Either way, it's a robot. Um, robot. But... <laughs> Have you... You've song. definitely seen the Vine, but viewers, have you seen the Vine where he's like... I want to be a cowboy, baby. That's this song. That literally is just this song. And I'm not sure that's what he's referencing, but, like, probably. Um, sorry, I just had to, like, swallow my spit, and it went down weird. Um, very, very strange. The chorus was head boppable, though, that I want to be a cowboy, baby. Honestly, like, kind of catchy, and that's... I kind of hate to admit this, but some of the songs on this album are, like, legitimately not horrible to, like, listen to. They're horrible, but they're, like, fun. I enjoyed myself. For most of this album. There was a point where I was just like, ah, I'm, I can't deal with this anymore. <laughs> um, and I can tell you the exact song that that happens on when yeah. we get to it. I probably um, could, too. Um, but this just seemed like a joke song, honestly, like. And I was just so surprised for these first three songs. Oh, I was just stunned. It just felt like a high school garage band in like a bad comedy movie with Kevin James in it. And like they're they're confused and they just make garbage music. Kevin and, James. Yeah. I'm saying that's going to be a good one. Kevin James. But you can uh, put yeah. your insight. So fun fact. Uh, Kid Rock described this song as Leonard Skinner meets Run DMC. With elements of rap, folk, and southern rock. And I think he did those bands very dirty. That was <laughs> he. That's a disgrace to those bands. Because they're so much better than what Kid Rock produces. Um, sorry, Kid Rock. What's his name? Like Richard or something like that? Richard. Richard James something. Sorry, I thought Richard. it was Richie. Okay. Hold on. If his birth certificate says Richie. Robert James Richie. Okay, Richie's his last name. Yes. Robert. Sorry, Robert. He does not look like a Robert. What about a Bob? He might go by Bob. It's called Bobby. Bob. No, he goes by Kid Rock. <laughs> um, I'm not mad at this song, actually. Uh, I know a lot of people that would absolutely just hate the song, but I wasn't mad at it. It's not good, but it is, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. It's, like, horrible, but it's tasteful. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, but the one part I did like is when they brought in the piano. It was like a little piano break, and it was the show tunes of the old cartoons, like Betty Boop or something like that. Uh-huh. Or the one with the... No, that's Betty Boop. Never mind. I was thinking about a cat, but it's literally Betty Boop. Uh-huh. It's just one episode that I'm thinking of. Um, anyway, that's all I had for this one. Next song. And we're back. Sorry. My friend Steve Harvey, he shot me a phone call. I'm sorry. I had to pick that one up. Um, but this next song... Uh, the namesake of the album, Devil Without a Cause, um, starts off, he's like building up to this hype thing, it's got some funky bass going on, um, and if I really want to compliment, um, what is his name, Kid Rock, sorry, <laughs> if I really want to compliment Kid Rock, he does give a true mixture of what he's going for, rap and rock, and he doesn't overdo it on one side or overdo it on the other, it truly is just for most of the album, there's a couple songs, but for most of the album, it is rap and rock, um, and he doesn't do it in a cheesy way, but something that is cheesy, some of these bars that he gives out are just so yeah. cringeworthy, yeah. and I quote from this song, I got love for my honkies, uh, literally what he said. And then you cut to the last song. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but <laughs> Sorry. there's a uh, feature... On this song. Uh, okay, we thought it was a kid. Yeah, it is It is not a kid, but 
His name uh, was Josie. I say was because, um, sadly, Josie passed away due to complications with celiac disease mm-hmm. in 2000. But um, Josie uh, is uh, a dwarf. Is that the correct I think terminology? So. Dwarf is uh, Yeah. Right. He suffered from dwarfism and complications with celiac disease. Uh, thus stunting his growth and making him shorter and have a high-pitched voice. And in his words, three foot nine with a ten inch, or no. Ten foot. Ten foot. (laughs) Sorry. I shorted him quite a few inches. Um, (laughs) But. uh, Yeah, 110. Really? 10 times 12 is 120. You said 10 inches. 120 minus 10 is 110. Man, that's 120 inches of doom. Um, <laughs> how, how do you feel about Devil Without a Cause, Lainey? <laughs> the commentary on this album uh-huh. is absurd. Um, so it's co-written by Uncle Cracker, and so are most of these songs. Shout out to Uncle Cracker. Go follow him on Instagram. We love Uncle Cracker. Yeah, shouts. Um, he had a kid recently. He got a kid. <laughs> uh, but he really <laughs> brought the funk, but it's the kind of funk music that goes in an Austin Powers movie. Uh-huh. So, yeah, take that how you will. But he repeatedly says in the song that he's going platinum. And not only did this album go platinum, but it went 11 times platinum, which is 11 million copies, and that pushed it to the Diamond album status. This song was an absolute roller coaster, just like this podcast episode is going to be, and I am here for the chaos. Next, <laughs> I am the walrus. If you can't tell, the audio the listeners, the I'm spinning a fidget spinner at this very moment. Um, I was wondering when you were going to stop that. So the next song is called "I Am the Bull God," not bulldog, bull god, and that's the first thing I want to hit on. Bull god, uh, do you uh, remember? Per Urban Dictionary, bull god means the sexiest man alive without being gay. So, yeah. I, they I, added that little... I'm sure little I'm sure that's uh, what he meant by it. Um, Honestly, I wouldn't... Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's Kid Rock. Um, these beginning vocals gave me Freebird vibes, which is really random to hear out of a Kid Rock song. You say Freebird, I say Loser by Beck. Indeed. Because um, he goes, ah, and then it cuts in. He, uh, well, I think we talked about this a little bit ago, but Kid Rock loves Coke. He loves Coke so much that I don't think there's a single song in this album that he didn't talk about Coke. And if it wasn't Coke, it was another drug. Yes. I have them listed. If you It was either Coke or women. And like, really, that's... Usually both. Yes. At the same time, even. Um, I got another little, <laughs> I got another little cheesy bar from this song, and I quote, I'm so greasy, you can call me mud. Um, but if you want to have a funny, laugh-inducing time, just go ahead <laughs> and listen to this album. Uh, but if you're looking for quality musical genius, this one might not be for you. But honestly... Me and Lainey had a good time with most of this album for maybe like the first three fourths, I would say. Um, it's just like toward the end, it gets a little, uh, but um, yeah, because we have been listening to Kid Rock for about an hour and it's kind of like okay, but it's it's fun, it's it really is just fun to listen to. That's fair, that's a good, that's a great description. It's just fun, yeah, it's not it's not like it's not great. It's not intelligent. It's not great. It's it's not even good. It's not even mediocre. <laughs> I'm I'm not sure you would. This is music. <laughs> it's just. It's literally a fever dream. Shout out to Kid Rock. What were you talking about? Are you done? I don't even. Yeah, know. we're on. The, I'm the Bull God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is actually a tribute song to Monster Magnet, as they were his favorite band in the early '90s, which is when he wrote the song. Monster Magnet. I. It's Kid Rock. I don't know. You can look him up. I don't know. Um, and he also ended up opening for them later on in life. Interesting. Which is very interesting. Yeah, that's kind of cool, actually. It's like opening up for your favorite band. Like, imagine that happening. Are you just looking at Josie Victor? Yes. That one? 
That's actually so gangster. I like this one of him and Kid Rock performing together. Is that an old Navy tank top? Look at Kid Rock bending down, getting in his face like that. Sorry, we know this is an audio show, but Josie. Everybody just look up Josie right now. It's literally Joe, J-O-E, with a C. And that's how Sue sees it. Josie Simpsons wiki? He was on a Simpsons episode? The Simpsons have everyone. That is true. I haven't even talked about this. Okay. <laughs> um. Oh my gosh. Oh, it alludes to cocaine a lot. Literally in this entire album. It's just cocaine, basically. And that's all I had because this song was just too much for me to handle. Um. Okay. So this next song, Roving? Roving Gangster, but then in parentheses it says Rollin'. Um... I thought this was going to be that song that's like, keep rolling, 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 rolling. But I think that's actually Limp Bizkit. Um, it has a nice, nice guitar riff. And in this song, he talks about how... Limp Bizkit, I'm so sorry. Limp Bizkit is in so many um, music festivals this year, by the way. So many. I don't think... So many, like... Um, I think I could maybe list, like, two Limp Bizkit songs. I don't know if they're going to Aftershock or any of those, like, hard rock ones. I think they are. But they're going to, like, Music Midtown. Are they in Lollapalooza? I, they're going... They're in a, several. I wonder if they're, like, hard for money right now, or if they're just like, let's just do it. I don't know. I don't know how you get that gig, though, to be I honest. don't know. Because Miley Cyrus is doing a lot, too. Anyways, um, in this song, um, Kid Rock talks about how he toured with Ice Cube, which I thought was very interesting that he would open for Ice Cube. At the age of 19. Yeah, at 19. So And then the next line it says, album. it's true. So Nate looked it up. Yeah, we looked it up and it, it was true. Um, and I'm not going to lie, the chorus of this song, I don't hate it. But literally right after, I think the first or the second chorus, he just snorts coke. It's just like a 30 second pause of him just like snorting coke and being like. And I said he literally just like, that's good. And then, um, but yeah, this just, that's just what this song is. It's just. We're going to have to flag this for mature audiences. Really? You think? I think we're talking about drug abuse and women and fair yeah probably um okay so the song is about kids kid rocks rebellious ways and how he doesn't care about what other people think again the entire album's pretty much about that um he's having like teen angst at 27 that really is what this album is he's having like teen angst at 27 except he has access to cocaine and a lot more. Too. And women. Um, <laughs> every song sounds similar, though, because he always has this auto-tune. One song is very auto-tuned. We'll cover that later. But he has, like, the edge or the fuzz, like, vocal thing Like, he's, like, on. distorted a little bit. Yeah, and I'm not a huge fan. I just like hearing his real voice, even if it does sound crappy. At some point, you just gotta say, hey, this is me. Again. On the table. Again. This is my voice. But again, Bismarcky, just a friend. He let it out. <laughs> um, um. Oh yeah, you know he has a nice little snort break. Like, he, like uh, he needs to go back to the shrink, which he mentioned in a previous song. Mm-hmm. Which he needs to go back to the shrink. But For these sure. past songs have been very heavily layered, and it really made my head hurt because I didn't know how to really comprehend what I was listening to. That's why I said it was like a fever dream. So, yeah. Um, but I honestly think if you like Limp Biscuit or you like the Beastie Boys, you probably could enjoy this album at least a little bit. Limp Biscuit's probably closer. I don't know, because Kid Rock is just, I just whistled. I don't know, the Beastie Boys had that, like, one, like, Don't Sleep Till Brooklyn! That's licensed like, to Ill. All of the, like, that album, that yeah, they, gives me big Yeah, and in their, in their Apple TV um, documentary series, what, it's not a series, documentary, they say how that's, like, that was their party phase and how they really went through it and how that was just a bad time in their life and how they mm-hmm. like, uh, like, Paul's Boutique, I think is the name of the album. So much better. And License to Ill is on this list, so. Yeah, it's on, it's a diamond album. I'm excited. Um... 
<laughs> one more thing before I uh, go to the next song that I forgot about the last song is that he rhymed the word odd with nine in I Am The Bull God. Oh, so, but he says nine because he's talking about cocaine again. I know yeah. that's shocking to you. Uh, the next song, though. Oh, I just about knocked over the whole entire table. It's um, what we did listening to this album. Wasting time. <laughs> the, like, one of the opening bars in this song, just, this just shows how, like, I don't want to say dumb, but how dumb this album is. Is He says, rolling a Fleetwood, that's how I Mac. Stop right there, though. <laughs> Number one, that's genius. Number two, Fleetwood Mac did a lot of cocaine. Number three, Lindsey Buckingham from Fleetwood Mac co-wrote this song. What business does he have here with Uncle Cracker and Kid Rock? I would love to see a picture of all three of them together, by the way. If we can find, if anybody out there that is listening to this podcast, I don't care if this podcast came out six months ago and you just now are listening. If you can find us a picture of Limp Biscuit with Uncle Cracker and the person from Fle- Lindsay Buckingham. You said Limp Biscuit, Kid Rock. <laughs> oh, Limp Biscuit too. Sorry, Kid Rock, Uncle Cracker, and Lindsay Buckingham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if you can find us a picture of all that. Oh, I found one with Kenny Chesney. <laughs> we, uh, we'll make it our Twitter header. Um, anyways, <laughs> um, they. This is honestly like one of my favorite songs on the album. I'm not even gonna lie. Um, they've got like a gospel choir singing the chorus mm-hmm. and I loved it and they are singing the ad libs and I also loved that and this song could go on the playlist. This was like a very laid back kind of the the maybe not laid back in the sense of like Jimmy Buffett or something, but laid back in the sense of in comparison to some other kid rock songs. This one is pretty laid back and I could hear this on the beach, you know, like I could be walking by somebody, and if I heard this, I wouldn't be like, why are they listening to this right now? Like, it would make sense, because the chorus is just, like, wasting time, you know, just kicking back. I'll be honest, I don't remember any of the songs we just listened to, so. I I like this one. I remember this one. I did say in all caps that the chorus hits different, and that it is very catchy. On top of that, the only thing I wrote is that he really covers all of the drugs that he's done, including weed, coke, acid, pill slash molly. And later on, he mentioned shrooms. So. Um, we're going to go ahead and say this now, because I just realized we haven't said this throughout the podcast. The Diamond Mind podcast does not advocate drug use. <laughs> I guess that's an important thing. Um, we're talking about, at the beginning. we're talking about how much this person does drugs. They're not cool for it. <laughs> so we do not advocate no. that. Uh, if you want to see what cocaine does to you, look up the picture of the dude from the Beastie Boys look on up Jimmy two, Fallon. Look up two things. Mike D from the Beastie Boys, Jimmy Fallon neck. His huge vein on the side. Number two, look up um, cocaine nose. It blows up. And Unless it, you're squeamish. And it deteriorates. Um, the next song, though, is called Welcome to the Party. Oh, Not the Pop the, Smoke song. Oh, to the old school, in parentheses. Um... And my first thought is this is definitely played at trailer park drinking parties. That's where they Kid have Rock. all of their trailers parked together. Like Kid Rock literally says, "I'm not straight out of Compton. I'm straight out of the trailer." Mm-hmm. If Nickelback is white trash music, Kid Rock. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Insert that meme where he's like. <laughs> Um, but this song had, like, a funky piano riff going on, mm-hmm. uh, and I enjoyed it, and it's honestly, like, drives the song and keeps me head bopping, and, uh, but I do have a gripe with this song. I just completely, like, blanked out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, about halfway through, he starts rapping a little bit more heavily, and it gets less, like, party, um... And he tells a no, girl... No, he says Ode to Old School, though, and if you listen to, like, old school rap, this actually does sound very similar to it. Anyways, that's a good girl. Yeah. 
Thank you. Um, <laughs> he tells this girl to uh, drop out of high school. Well, first off, drop her man oh, and then drop yeah. out of high school. Break up with your boyfriend and drop out of high school. And get with me. Kid Rock is 27. This girl is 18 at the absolute oldest. At the oldest. And at that point when you're 18, it's like, Kid Rock, why it's the point of dropping out of high school. Exactly, because why would you be? Why would you want to be with a man like Kid Rock? Yeah, first off, he has. I, I don't know grades. the high school that we went to. Though, let's be real. There'd be some people that gave Kid Rock. Actually, you still go there. <laughs> yeah, I still go there. What are you, you hating? Mm, yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> um, yes. But come on, Kid Rock. Yes, I. Like, kid, come on, Kid. Come on, Bob. Robert. I was about to be serious. Mister Mister Richie. No, Bob James. Listen up. It's like Bob Evans and Mashed Potatoes, but it's Bob James. <laughs> it's like... It's this music! Kid, Kid Rock recorded this in the studio, and then he walked out, and it's, um... He did the Bob and James signature. Shoot, what's that guy's name? Chris Hansen, right? Chris... No, Chris... What's the... What's the guy that, like, catches the pedophiles? What's that guy's name? Rick... Rick... Chris... John... It's Chris Angel. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Wait, isn't that the magi- magician? Music? Mind freak. That's yeah, 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 yeah. Hold on. Can you talk about Welcome no, to the Party while I try to look up what this guy's name <laughs> there's is? There's this YouTuber named... Oh, is it Sarah? Sarah Shower or something like that. And she always puts in the Chris Angel Mind Freak intro, and it's so funny. Anyway, she's friends with Brittany Bursky, and she's on TikTok, so... Chris Hansen, yeah. He, like, recorded that bar, and then he walked out of the studio, and Chris Hansen was like, Hey, uh, Mr. Richie, uh, <laughs> can we can we have a talk? Um, anyway, this song, there's a, a line that says, It ain't nothing but a party here. And that's a sample from the politician song, Free Your Mind. He used the same sample again eight years later. A little tidbit for you. Um... He really does make it sound like an old school rap song, which I've already talked about, and this makes me like it a little bit more than I normally probably would have. He also sounds like Matt Morty from Madagascar, aka Chris Rock, and at this point forward, I continue to mix the two up. <laughs> so. Lainey also said that he looks like Mac Miller. No, it's just I said I was looking at the album cover, and I said from a distance he looks like Mac Miller. It's a white guy on an album. What do you expect me to say? What do you expect me to say? The next song is no, called I'm not I done. Got One for I'm you. not done. Kid Rock is a freak. We already kind of covered that. And you said you needed a timeout after listening to that song. So you went and laid on the bed. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about that. There's a bed. Uh, I guess they don't know that there's a bed right there. There is a bed directly behind the camera. This is a bedroom. This used to be a bedroom. And we've turned it into a recording what do you mean space. It used to be. It's not anymore. The Who sleeps in here? <laughs> the furniture. Me. That's facts. Um, the furniture still. The next song, though, is called I Got One For You. And uh, it's got like bongos and bass in the beginning. And it was Curious George vibes for approximately two seconds. And then. He, ru- he ruins it. He, yeah. He absolutely ruins the intro. And he I- steps all over the potential that the song had. I'm not going to lie. Um, I agree with that. I'll give the song a compliment, and then I'll hand it over to you. So, sure. uh, I like that he changes up what he's got for you. Because, um, like, he says, like, I got one for you, and that's, like, the chorus. But the, the like, verse leads up. And, and gives to, it a different yeah. meaning. So, he changes up what it means every time. Like, the first time he was talking about his particularly large member... And then the second time, he was talking about a bullet that he could give to you. So uh, I thought it was interesting that he, he changed up the, the meaning, but um, that's pretty much all I have to Kid say about Rock that. Kid Rock is what gives me panic attacks. Honestly, Kid Rock is my sleep paralysis demon. I knew you... I was about to say that. I'm not even kidding. I was about to say that. We're on the same wavelength. I said we always are, except when we're not. <laughs> no... <laughs> Um, so this song talks about how cool Kid Rock is. Yeah, right? And how he's unstoppable. Love the intro. Love it. I'm hitting the table for emphasis for all you listeners out there. I'm really leaning into this one. Because <sighs> it's just, it's an incredible bass beat. I mean, it, it is. And then 
like Nate said, it lasts for two seconds and he just busts through the door like the Kool-Aid man and ruins it. Soiled it! However, the piano and the guitar that he includes in the song does enhance the instrumental just a little bit. Yes. His lyrics are not it, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, my commentary for the song is just a roller coaster. Um, but I do like the chorus because it's sang with a nice rasp, and that's the end of that. Wait, thing. wait. Hold on. That's Steve Harvey again. Hold on. And we're back. Sorry, Steve Harvey. Gosh, he's really just blowing me up. He just needs someone to cover Family like, Feud. He he's like, dude, I really need you to cover Family Feud. I have a colonoscopy, and like, I'm gonna have to have a, like recovery day, and I just, I just like can't do it. I mean, the Diamond Mine is just too much. I, it's honestly just a huge responsibility, and I don't understand why he thinks that I can just take over his shift. Like, if he's gonna have a colonoscopy, he needs <laughs> to talk up to his producer. He looked through all of the clips that people post on YouTube of this. St- like the dumbest answers and when it got to the all right give us a word that starts with pork and then someone says yupon or something like that that is is actually like one of my favorite moments no my favorite moment from family feud is when he's like uh what's one thing a a burglar would not want to see when he breaks into a house and the guy's like naked grandma (laughs) naked huh so, uh, yeah, that's my favorite Family Feud moment. I've been watching this a lot more recently. I love Family Feud, dude. That's my favorite game show. Um, we go on the Family Feud. <gasps> Diamond Mind is Family Diamond Feud. Diamond Mind Family Feud. Uh, and then, like, four fans, our, our whole four fans, get to come and be our family. This next song, though. It's called Somebody's Gotta Feel This. Um, and this gave me, like... What? <laughs> uh, this this gave me like uh, Bay Area punk vibes. Like oh, maybe like, you're getting into the Bay Area. Maybe okay. like so, why are you why are you the way you are? It's two in the morning. I don't want to do this right now. <laughs> uh, maybe like Sublime. I was thinking like Sublime. Um, it's got a catch course, good riff, not too distorted and out there. Like it, it, I could I could listen to this in front of my mom and she would only be mildly disappointed in me. Um, no, she probably be like, "Is that kid wrong?" <laughs> <laughs> but maybe it's just because at this point I had listened to an abnormally large amount of Kid Rock in a short time span. But like his sound wasn't sounding as just out there anymore as I like thought for the first three songs. How I was just shocked and thought it was funny. But at this point, I was just, just him, used to it, like using instruments at a random whatever, and then just throwing it into a song. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Dang, almost knocked over our I love pirate it, ship clock. It just like stood up. Okay. Anyway. So how you feel? Oh, okay. Uh, this is about Kid Rock coming up and making music. Literally every song. It dives into the alternative punk side of things. <laughs> I can't even talk. While keeping his Kid Rock sound with the hard rock and rap. Uh, I think this is one of my tops from the album, personally. Hmm. Yeah, I felt I like this Strictly one too. Strictly for the sound, though, lyrics. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the. It was about, I mean, so. really, none of these are my favorite based on the lyrics. There, it's all just like coke women and Kid Rock being a bad person. That's this whole album. Put it on the screen. Coke, women, Kid Rock being a bad person. But Coke, you put a Coke ball. And then in the very middle, I'm gonna put a picture of. A donkey. Um, no, it's a squidward face of the donkey where it goes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Um, this next song, though, is called Fist of Rage. Please, time out. Please have a SpongeBob reference counter on the screen. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm going to have to listen to the whole podcast. Um, I am too. Especially when we get to the. Yeah, okay. Um, this next song, though, is called Fist of Rage, and uh, the chorus. Was horrible. <laughs> this chorus gave me Nickelback vibes, and like, there's not many ways that Nickelback vibes can give it, like, be given in a good way. Right. But this was given in a horrible way. See, it gave me Metallica Saint Anger vibes, and I'm just not here for it. Like, it was just like they were trying to be edgy. Sorry. But like, it didn't come across right. I like, like the verses and how angry he is, but then yes. the chorus, he's just like. I'm a fist of rage! Just screaming. Like, we get it. We get it. He's just, like, trying so hard to be this tough guy, and, like, 
this just, I don't know. I think it just makes him look like a fool. Um, the verse Ooh. is fun, and he makes good points about fake friends, and, like, he's mad about fake friends and people that are just, like, on him because he's on the come up. Right, exactly. But just the chorus is so god-awful, dude. Like, I couldn't bear you this song. Hated, you hated that chorus. Uh-huh. Uh, I like that it has a more metal so- uh, sound to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, personal preference, I suppose. But, I mean, obviously he's a fist of rage. We get it. It's so obvious because you repeat it a million times, so why do you have to continue to say it after that a millionth time? Like, just put it as a title of the song. At this point, don't even have a chorus. Just don't even have a chorus. Don't bother. And just leave it as it is. Or, like, maybe just... Or just, just have an instrumental interlude. Maybe just have, like... Maybe just say fist of rage, like, once. I'm a fist of rage. Guitar solo. Done. Yes. Period. In a sentence. But instead he had to sit there and scream that he is a fist of rage for like 30 it's, million years. It's five times in one thing. And then he says something like, I'm the razor blade, or the razor blade cut your wrist of hate. Or, it's something like yeah, that. It's like something like, way out of pocket. It's like, graphic. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, like anyways. Trigger though. warning, obviously, but... The next song is called That's all, folks Only God Knows Why um, I hated this one Back to the country vibes But with T-Pain autotune um, And this is where so I bad. started disliking Yeah um, Your mood immediately shifted. Well, it's not that I wasn't disliking the music anyways It was at this point in which I was like I can't bear this anymore um, also this one, I find it very interesting. We've been listening on Apple Music more recently rather than Spotify because we've just been chilling in here and then listening in here and then setting it up and just recording immediately rather than having to move rooms. Um, and on Apple Music, it shows you which ones are the more popular song. It'll have like a star next to it. And this is one of the more popular songs, and this is, like, the worst song in the album. It was the first two songs on the album, and this one, which is number, like, 11 or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, he's trying to give off this, um, it's, it's, first off, the autotune is literally, no exaggeration, so bad. so bad. He sounds like a robot. But it doesn't go through the whole song, though. No, there's, like, certain parts where he's not as autotune, it's weird. But he's, like... Trying to pull off this, hey, I can sing too kind of vibe, but... T-Pain, again. It just makes it seem like he can't, because he's so produced. He literally sounds like a tin can. Um, And it just completely took me out of it, and I really want to hear the song without the autotune, just to see if it's that bad, that he needs that much autotune. If it was like a stylistic choice, that he just had to be weird, because he's Kid Rock, and he likes Coke and women. Sorry, I had to yawn because it's two o two in the morning. It's three a.m. I must be okay. Uh, so country with too much auto tune. Literally, he has T Pain with auto tune and then T Pain after the auto tune. That's literally what the song is for his voice. Uh, more similar to his popular song with Cheryl Crow called Picture. He wrote this in jail after he and his friends spent the night there after their celebrations on the day they signed to Atlantic Records, which I get emails from them. I don't know why. Mutated into a bar brawl, which is very fitting for Kid Rock. Yeah. At the end of the song, he hits on the pressures of success he was yet to taste. Certain parts of the song are so auto-tuned, this is me talking now, that it sounds like the heavy bass in a 1999 Honda Civic. And if you don't know and what that one is... one of the speakers is blown out. Um, yes. <laughs> the next song, though, is uh, called... Off, there we go. Um, this song features Eminem, uh, White Rapper Squared. That's what I put. Um, the intro, literally, I'm not making an onomatopoeia or no, onomatopoeia is a noise. Uh, metaphor, hyperbole, hyperbole, anything like that. Hyperbole is an exaggeration. This intro literally gave me a headache. I had a splitting headache because of this intro. Literally. Um, I didn't know anything he was saying. He's just going on his little kid rock rant like, 
I'm I'm hard, dude. I I do drugs and I'm super cool because I'm Kid Rock. Take it easy, Southeast. Um, but literally, I was just waiting for Eminem because I like Eminem. Honestly, I think Eminem is pretty good. Well, not his newer stuff, but that's a different conversation. Um, but we'll cover that on the Eminem tracks. Eminem sounds so weird over this. He does not fit the song at all. No. Because you have his high voice that he had back then as Slim Shady, whatever. Yes. And it's over this heavy rap metal, g- garbagey mm-hmm. sounding kind of instrumental. And it doesn't work. And then they come out, like, they fade out with the cymbals. And it kind of works, but it's still so weird in this Kid Cause, Rock song. Because Eminem's older stuff, he sounds best over his, like, old style of beat. Mm-hmm. With the funny ad-libs that complement his, like weird and crude bars but like the way he raps on this song he's just rapping over like metal guitars and like doesn't have those ad libs and those bars don't it's like two separate songs put together and no one even cared to try them yeah like those bars don't hit you like they would in a normal Eminem song so yeah exactly um did I add anything else to that? Oh, but his voice also had a crazy amount of reverb Reverb that was so unnecessary. Hated it. Um, but this song does sample a Black Sabbath song, N.I.B. And, which, I mean, they're really getting to the roots of metal with that one. And you can, you can hear it in the mm-hmm. song. I appreciated that. But it also samples Running With The Devil, which I thought was kind of funny because the album is, you know, Devil Without a Cause or whatever, so. Uh-huh. Um, Eminem, oh, okay, Apple, or no, Genius Lyrics did say that Kid Rock would perform, I don't know, he would just perform in guitar shops or something, and he would just cover people's albums, mm-hmm. and Eminem, like, saw him or whatever, and it says that Eminem was jealous of Kid Rock's success and wanted to battle Kid Rock. But he declined and just told Eminem to slow his rapping down and enunciate, which Eminem actually, like, took to heart. Um, And this song and the last song on the album, which we won't get to, are the ones that are completely removed from the clean version of the album. And, oh, at the end, it's a bunch of voicemails of people asking where he's at, you know, where you at, Kid Rock. Uh Uh-oh, segue. And the last person says, hey, it's crack. And that's the only one he picks up on. <laughs> what is his problem? Uh, drug abuse is his problem. Uh, don't do drugs, kids. Yeah, don't do drugs. It's not cool. And yeah. Um, the next song, though, as Lainey alluded, is called Where You At, Rock. Um, it, after everyone has called him and was yelling at him for not being there, and now now we know where he is. Uh, what what was he saying where he was? He said something specific. Like, he's like, in the house. He said Rock is in the house or something like that. Um, Do you smell? I was just very disinterested. Can you smell? It, I, what the Rock is cooking? I, yeah, I can smell it. Um, but <laughs> I was very disinterested because it had taken me a little bit, but uh, only God knows why really is what just pissed on the fire. Like, it wasn't even funny anymore. I was sick of it. I didn't even really have anything to say about this song because it's just, it's Kid Rock. And, yeah. Guess what this song's about. You ready? It describes Rock's escapades as a badass and how he has a bad attitude in general. Imagine that. Uh, But there is some organ thrown into the song. It's the intro, and then it kind of breaks down, or has a break in between verses as well. Uh, you know, so the record is literally an organ and then a record scratch, and then it's him just going into the song very heavily, which is mm-hmm. the majority of this album. So we get a taste of familiarity here. And I, at this point, I hadn't really been bored with the album, but I also just wasn't interested in listening anymore. Mm-hmm. So disinterested is a very good word. Yes. Like it was still like But it was the second to last song. The novelty of it still existed, it just wasn't I didn't care anymore. Um The last song though. The last song though is called Black Chick White Guy. Um Kid Rock 
Solo wrote this one. No help from Uncle Cracker or uh, Lindsay Buckingham. Buckingham or Bro, you're gonna you're gonna kill me with that one. Anybody? Uh, sorry, I don't listen to Fleetwood Mac. I oh, know. Um, this song is twelve minutes long, and uh, that made me very mad. Like, uh, we stopped listening. There is, yeah, we did, and we just go ahead and call us out, Lenny. Uh, <laughs> we cheated. We did cheat. Mrs. We Bubba we paused it, and then we just read the lyrics because, like, I couldn't stand his voice anymore. Um, but there's, let me go on a little rant. There is absolutely zero reason for a song to be longer than even five minutes, much less 12. And it's very rare for a song that's five minutes long to even be decent. But 12? Like, what was Kid Rock thinking with a 12-minute song? He calls back to every single song on the album, we think. And it's like an interesting concept, but 12 minutes? He has like four-line segments from multiple songs, and he repeats some of them. It literally does nothing for the album. Like, I just listened to this album, Kid Rock. You don't have to sing me the highlights, the highlights, the lowlights from your garbage album all the way over again in the last song. I am already sick of it, bruh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was so done with it. I'm done with Kid Rock, and I literally never want to hear anything like this ever again. That's great, because it's the last song on the album. But we have to listen to License Hill. Yeah, but that's Beastie Boys. Yes, but it's... They were innovative for the time. They have so much more talent than Kid Rock. They didn't use auto-tune. No. And they actually did work with Run DMC. So. The key word is for the time. <clears throat> Your turn, Lainey. It's 2.10 in the morning. I'm on Kid Rock right now. On crack, I could fight. What if we had like a, a bonus <laughs> segment <laughs> where we like <laughs> the brawl? We used to fight. We used to wrestle. Yeah, we used to wrestle not, hardcore. Not real fights, like. Oh no, like when we were little. No, yeah. Anyway, is that all you had? Oh, dude. What else was I? What else would I comment on? Dude. <laughs> oh, I, I'll just describe the song then. So his son's mom is a, and I quote, black chick. Hence the title name. And it describes her parallel with her own mother and the repeating cycle in which she ends up with three different children from three different men. Kid Rock feels that although most people would negatively judge this type of relationship, he says they don't know the half of it, which I think is a lyric from the song. And his view is that they really have no idea about the real story and what he's been through that led to his lifestyle choices in this matter. This song is 12 minutes because it tells... Quite literally, the entire story, like, it starts back when they were in eighth grade. And it goes all the way to the finish line and whatever. Talks about all the people she's been with, blah, 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 whatever. And I also wrote Take It Easy, Bill Withers, because he says, like, ain't no sunshine. And then he kind of gets mm-hmm. into that, but whatever. Uh, that's all I have. Where would you put this? Um, 70s? What, what, what's it at right to, now? To 68? be fair, to be fair, yeah. Okay. To be fair, for, I know I did just go on a big old rant, um, but Kid Rock did solo write that song, and no sane writer would have let him make a 12-minute song other than himself. So, Uncle I mean, Cracker it's kind of, it's kind of, no, Uncle Cracker, it's more sane than that. Don't ever besmirch the name of Uncle Cracker. You want to go see Uncle Cracker or not? Give me my hat back, Jordan. Um... But Bro, what if we went and saw an Uncle Cracker concert? Uh, Nate and Lanny go see Uncle Cracker. Uh, anyways, um, to be fair, for the first, it's really just the last four songs where I started to realize, like, I'm just wasting my time sitting here and listening to this, like, shock value type of music. Um, so that's when I started to not enjoy myself. So it's not, like, down there with Nickelback and Creed and... All that. Um, but it's it's not very high because the music is garbage and uh, it's really just shock value. It's funny and it's entertaining to listen to, but not in the way that he wants it to be entertaining to listen to. It's entertaining because of how, like, non-musically talented he is. Um, and so I laughed and I had a good time and for that I'll put it in the 70s, but... 
Here's the thing, musically talented. He co-wrote the majority of these songs, if not all. I can't I don't remember. But there was at least what like I mean, most of these songs had at least like five writers on them. Like, not what, all of them. Why do you need Uncle Cracker, Kid Rock, Lindsey Buckingham, and then... I just gotta ask Lindsey why. Whoever whoever else wrote with him. What was that one guy? Like It was a rapper. He, was, he had like a money sign in his name. Snot? No. S- something. Uh, it was some four-letter S word. But the S was like a Not the swear. Um, but like, I don't understand why you need that many writers and like different writers on some songs that like don't show up for the rest of the album to make songs that are all about the same thing. Well, here's the thing though. If Kid Rock had just written all of these songs himself, I'd appreciate it a little bit more of the effort, more of the effort. Yes. And I would think, okay, that's how his brain works. But because there are so many people and so many different people on different songs, it makes sense, but it doesn't. It just like, I don't know. Everyone... This man toured with Ice Cube. Where would you put it? Did you say? I didn't say. I lower, or I guess technically higher than where it is. So in the seventies, honestly, seventies, eighties. I take it back. Yeah, eighties. Lower, That's, lower than Kenny G. It's yeah. I I take back the seventies. I'm is the eighties because like I realize now that if I put it in the seventies. Due to the fact that I thought it was funny, I'd also have to put Nickelback in the 70s because I thought that was funny. Where did we put but, that? Oh, Nickelback's near the bottom. We um, we got a new follower on the gram. Shout out to official... Um, I don't King know. Pixel? Yeah, but there's a V. Shout out. Shout out to you. <laughs> um, and an Elvis Presley fan account. So yeah, 80s probably. Um, yeah. Anyways... Follow us on Twitter, TDM Pod, TDM POD. I'm so mentally deteriorated. It's 2 15 in the morning. Follow us on Instagram, The Diamond Mine Podcast. Uh, if you're an audio listener, or YouTube, The Diamond Mine, and you get to see our wonderful, beautiful faces. Um, anyways, this has been The Diamond Mine Podcast with Nate Laney. We'll be back at you next week with The Lion King soundtrack. <laughs>